even dive in. Sport, right? Definitely a sport. Definitely a sport. Definitely a sport. So if I'm the actually like, in, in the book, in the book that we're about to discuss, the chapter that's called the definition of sport, it has a basketball right on top of it. So that's the that's the that's the little icon on that chapter page. There it is. So for the layman, of course, my son plays baseball. My daughter's a gymnast. I'm automatically going to think those are sports activities where they're exerting activity, uh, exerting energy. They're on a team. But you are essentially, for any sport or what people call sport, you basically have a guide for everyone if it's sport or if it's not. So as a layperson, what is sport? So, um, so sport is basically a human activity that requires a certain level of physicality and that physicality, we can talk about this a little more detail, but basically it's a combination of athletic attributes that has no pre-existing uh, no pre-existing competitive context or, or has, excuse me, has a pre-existing competitive context. So I'll say it differently. If an activity has a pre-existing non-competitive context, it's not a sport. So it's a little, bit, mm. little, little, little clunky, but I think the, some of the, some of the best examples are something like cycling. So cycling in its, it, its first purpose, it's a, it's a sort of an original purpose test. Its first okay. purpose was transportation. That's how you mm -hmm. got around. So just because we subsequently overlay a competitive context on it doesn't transform it into a sport. Uh, so the people, the, people, the people at home aren't going to be able to see you cracking up the, the physical <laughs> reaction you're having, having to this. So the other one, the, uh, another one, I'm going to get to the quintessential one. The other one is uh, race car driving, right? Uh, so a lot of people, and this kind of goes to your sort of intro, I think our natural instinct is to say sport, whether something is sport or not, sort of turns on the amount of athleticism or physicality required. Mm. And, um, and I, that, I think that's a reasonable, I think that's a, I think that's a, 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 a reasonable sort of reaction, but it kind of, we get kind of all messed up because, and you use the word energy. There's so many things that require physicality. So, you know, building a house, not a being, a being a firefighter, being a lumberjack, jumping out at jumping out of airplanes. Okay. Mm. There's a ton of things that we can think of. I mean, this sounds great. Being a garbage man. I mean, there are tons of things that require strength and mm. quickness or speed, you know, fast twitch. Right. And so, but, but if you, but so I, in the book, I talk about the lumberjack games, but when we, when we sort of overlay a, 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 a competitive context on those, we sort of, it sort of looks strange. Right. And so you say like, well, felling a tree, it's super, it's, it's way harder than playing volleyball. Right. True. That's not to disparage volleyball, but it's it, like, it doesn't feel like a sport. 
Not and so what happens, right? So what happens is, so what happens is we start trying to artificially belittle things that you can't actually belittle for their physicality, right? And so you, so go, this takes us full circle back to like NASCAR. What happens is instead of just admitting that race car drivers require a bunch of stamina and eye-hand coordination, all that kind of stuff, you start sort of trying to denigrate the activity. But the, what we're really balking at is driving is the, is the, is the four superimposition of a, of, a, of a competitive context. Now, NASCAR is not sport, not because it's not hard or it's not physical. It wasn't competitive in the first instance. So I think the quintessential, I think the quintessential example is surfing. So there's, other than something like free solo cl climbing, there's nothing there's no, almost nothing more physically and athletically demanding than surfing, right? I mean, you and I have hit a lot of baseballs in our lives. You've hit way more baseballs at a much higher level than I've hit. But sort of the old trope is, you know, there's no, there's no harder sort of athletic skill than hitting a baseball, right? right? That's like a very common sort of mantra. And I'm not, even really, I'm not even really trying to debate it. But like right. – but but if you if you if you surf if you surf like a a rogue giant wave and you don't know what you're doing you die right like you don't die when you miss a you don't die when you miss a fastball when you can't when you don't perform surfing properly you die oh right or free solo climbing if you mm. like like think about that vis-a-vis -vis your grandmother playing ball this is all from the book but you know, your, your grandmother can play volleyball at a barbecue. I right. mean, your aunt, you know, like your, right. Your aunt Pearl can play volleyball. She looks bad. She's not good at, it, but she can play it. Your grandma would die instantaneously wow. trying to free solo climb or surfing. Right. So the athleticism required of those things is off the charts. It's in, in some sense, it's, un, it's, it's, it, it's not even in the same ballpark as sort of our conventional sports but we look at those things and we're like that still doesn't feel like what we call sport and the reason is is because they have pre-existing non-competitive contexts those are those are cultural and individualized experiences that are actually in somewhat contrary and anathema to competitive cultures like i mean both surfing and climbing and sort of other sort of um extreme or like adventure sports are very right. commun or, i mean they, they're competitive in the sense that they're competitive in the sense that people want to perform but they're very sort of by ethos they're very communal and just to be just to be super clear i've run my mouth here a, a lot no the man, question is, the question is in the, its first iteration in the in the first moment that the activity existed what was its purpose? Mm. And if its purpose was non-competitive, then no matter what we turn it into, uh, otherwise it's never a sport. Now it's an athletative. That's a word I've come up with to describe every, <laughs> describe. And again, for the people at home, you just disappeared out of the, uh, <laughs> out of the camera frame, but it's called an athletative. And so it still is something and every, you can you can you can competitive you can you can gamify these things. We can gamify lumber 
the lumberjack, you know, lumberjack skills. We can, we can game, we can gamify, we can, we can put it on, we can put ESPN, we can put corn on ESPN and we can, we can, we can do whatever. There's a firefighter challenge and we, we can put these, we can, they can, they can exist. They can be competitive. That's not the issue. We just need to get the definitions accurate. That's all. That's all my mission is. So an athletic is an athletic. Right. So gamified. surfing is surf. Surfing is an athletic. Wow. It's not a sport. Right. So the game of five piece, the game of five piece comes up. So the, this, this instinct, this instinct to kind of focus on the relative physicality of, of, um, of uh, various events, it, it's, it's made worse. Or, or the, the real issue is we live in a game culture. So we want to make competitive everything. So the reason why this definition is so important is if we don't have some clarification about what a sport is, we will literally game, we'll, we'll sort of gamify the whole Wow. the whole planet i mean in the book i talk about like why is it why isn't landscaping a sport i mean why couldn't you have you know a yard of the month competition that was you know that max kellerman you know is is like is is analyzing on some you know you know you know because it requ- i mean it requires skill you're out there sweating you're you know very physical so and we love to do that i mean we, you know and the this isn't unique to America. I mean, the, the Japanese cult, I mean, they, they make the craziest games out of all kind of stuff. I mean, everything from, you know, sure. they invented, they invented, it wasn't top chef, but whatever that maybe it was, whatever that uh, original like chef show is. So anyway, that's, we live in a game culture and we kind of got to, we kind of got to get our, our nomenclature straight. Man, bro. But gymnastics <laughs> is a sport. Gymnastics is a sport, narrowly, uh, and um, and Why uh, ba- baseball is a sport. Well, so what, else, what would have been gymnastics' original purpose? So it, it wouldn't. So that's the nice part is, I mean, okay. you have, and I, I don't. We don't need to get. You, if people want to get a little bit, it it gets pretty. It gets a little technical. So if they want to get the book, they can get a little bit deeper. But Indeed. the the. the, the the question sometimes arises for certain types of activities. I mean, all activities are the integration of lesser human bodily movements, right? I mean, football, football is running plus carrying plus tackling plus it's other rules, right? So it's a bunch of things. So, so, so gymnast, I mean, there's certain movements that gymnastics, whether it's dance or, or, or strength conditioning, it borrows from some other traditions. So, so the question is, 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 is are, the, are the events in gymnastics sort of fully integrated enough to constitute something new and different and competitive when gymnastics was designed? And the answer to that, I think, is unequivocally yes. The other issue is sports. So the main point of the book, the reason I wrote the book is this pre-existing non-competitive context test. I mean, that's the, that's like the fundamental insight, but you do have to define the other elements of, of sport. And one of them is, does it have, does it have, they're called constitutive and regulative, but does it have the rules necessary to define play and then also to identify a victor? And so I do think that things like gymnastics, um, even boxing to a certain extent, but things that where the participants are subject surfing to to a great extent where they've subjected themselves to sort of a, an adjudication that has a lot of subjectivity to it. So, you know, 
judges are basically trying to analyze. I think that I think that's a dangerous place to be. But one of the things, one of the personal realizations I came to in writing the book is that is another red herring. So we don't eliminate sports because we don't like the way they're they're set up. Um, if if participants if voluntarily agree to a set of rules that identify uh, a victor and establish play, then 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 that sort of that sort of enough, and we can't sort of question you know, if they're willing to submit to sort of that, that specific type of adjudication. Anyway, all I have to say, gymnastics was a little bit of a, was a little bit of a hard case. I don't think it's actually a close cause. It's a little bit of a hard case because it's kind of unique in some of its attributes, but sport. Wow. So, so your daughter can sleep. Peace. Yeah, ba- wow. I need to make sure she hears that. <laughs> but this wow. is I, another clarification. I say this in chapter one sport is not better or superior to other activities, including athletics. That's not, it's not my goal. It's not my goal to continue to belittle and denigrate other activities. They all should be esteemed equally. We just need to to call them the right thing. So in the event that you find yourself in the athletic box, that's not something to be ashamed of. That's, that's just that's actually that's like a badge of that's like a badge of honor. Again, people at home, uh, Coach Harv is now literally prone on his back. Oh man, bro! So does that make sense? So lumberjacking is an athletic too. Well, but- l- l- let's let's be clear. It, lumberjack games. So there's an actual competition on ESPN. Gosh. It was called lumberjack. So lumberjack games are athletic. Lumberjacking is just lumberjacking, right? I don't even, I don't know what they call, I don't know what they call it, but, but lumberjacking is just lumberjacking. But, but anytime we try to gamify lumberjacking, so like an event where you try to fell a tree in a certain period of time or to shimmy up a, you know, whatever, for all the lumberjacks that listen to your podcast, I don't mean to, I don't want to, I don't want to fit anybody, but whatever it is lumberjacks do, if they, if they put it into a, a competition, that's when it becomes an athlete. And but can never, the, but can never, but can never be a sport. Never be a sport, but it is. If it's an athletative, it's normally gamified for lumberjack games. Yeah. So an athletative is the gamification essentially of a of an activity that has a pre-existing non-competitive context. Not sport, and that makes actually much sense now that I've heard the long version. So, it, so this is the thing, and there's a lot of tongue and cheek in this, but I'm, I'm super dead serious about this test because what the reason, the reason I felt so compelled to write it is because I think that this actually helps us articulate the subconscious intuition we have. So I think everybody, I think everybody has these reactions. They just don't know why they're having them. And it's because you're looking at something out of context. Not a sport. Not a sport. So I, 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 I do think that most people I've, ex- and I, I, I was on another podcast and I've sort of said a lot of the same things, but, um, but you know, when I, when I talk to people, they, they, they're a little bit of a deficit because I've spent, I've spent like, you know, 6,000 man hours writing and thinking about this and they've, They've really, you know, they've only done it sort of side. So I realize people need some time to digest it. But on average, I think most people, when they hear the test, I I think it does comport with their intuitions that they previously had that they couldn't quite fully explain. 
so do you think did you go in thinking certain things were sports were there any that you were surprised when you went to research oh wow the number one purpose for this said event was sport so surprises yeah so this is my favorite question because and i i kind of i kind of I kind of uh, I kind of brag about it in the book, but I think it does lead, I think it does lend credibility to like the objectivity to which with which that I try attempted to apply to this process. So I want I desperately wanted horse racing not to be a sport. So horse racing fails sort of a number of important, and this actually leads to the one thing we haven't talked about yet. Horse racing fails a couple things potentially. So first of all, as I when I said the definition, it has to be a human activity. So the, the, the activity of the human has to predominate. It has to be a supermajority, more than 66% of the activity. So it has to it has to it has to predominate in the achieve in the achievement of the the ends of the game. And so there's some question as to whether that's even occurring in a horse race, right? The, the horse right. is doing most of the work. Right. The other part is, I don't quite care how how early we decide to race horses. When we rode a horse in the first instance, it was for trans. It was to move, right? right? That's why we rode a horse. So for all these reasons, I was like, it, it's not a sport. But to your question, you know, not all of them, but a good number of them required a little bit of in a little bit of research about obviously the origins of the sport and the Greeks. So, um, so there's something called the, there's, there's a, there's a corollary to the definition. It's called the antiquities exception. And the antiquities exception says it was a sport in antiquity. So that's before 400 AD. Then it's a sport in modernity, even if it fails all the other, any of the other um, attributes of it. And the the reason why is this goes back to what we talked about earlier. The reason we need this, we need the we need the definition is through through human history we've developed sort of this luxury of time that historical man and woman didn't have to literally make everything a game this goes back to this game culture but so her historical humanity they only competed in what they had that's all that there was and so there has to be sort of a carve out for whatever they deem sport. And what I found is the Greeks had this place called the Hippodrome. It was sort of an, it was sort of like their like Astrodome. And they had horse and rider races that were part of their, their sport. And um, I, w- I, w- I, went, I went deep into some archives on this particular issue. And um, at a number of junctures, I thought I had sort of figured out a way of making it not sport. And I had to throw, sort of throw up my hands to the cosmos and say, look, I'm not the author of this. This is, this is, this has been, this is before, this has been revealed to me. I'm a humble, I'm a humble messenger. Maybe some people call it prophet, but I'm a humble messenger. Wow. And if, and if horse racing is a sport, it's a sport. So that was a that was a big. It wasn't so just the, a surprise. It wasn't just a surprise. It was a disappointment. So the antiquity, what antiquities now? exception. 
So anything that's a sport in antiquity, again, which is considered, and this is anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be Greek or Roman antiquity. Uh, it can be, it can be in, any culture on the planet. If it's basically before about 400 or so AD, which is roughly where historians put, put the modern era. It's a sport in modern, it's a sport today. We have to grant, it's grandfather then. Antiquities era. And even if, and even if in antiquities, they used it for transportation before competition. The the pre-existing non-competitive context essentially becomes irrelevant. Now, wow. what I do insist on is it it has to have been deemed a sport. So, what what you can't with the with the antiquities exception can't be it can't be you can't just sort of there can't be evidence of like one time to like you know, Ottoman soldiers, like trying to see who could shoot a, a bow further. And, you know, that was like, it, it, it had, it, it's a very, it's a very narrow exception. It has to be, it has to be like a sort of a recognized sport in that culture, like the Guatemalan sport of chaball or something like that. Wow. So where can this book where can we find this book? Adi, is it on audio yet? Is audio coming? No, there's hardback. So paper? I will probably do a podcast where I just sort of read chapter by chapter. Um, but it's available. It's available in all three formats: ebook, paper book, and hardcover. The ebook and paperback are available on Amazon. Hardbacks on um, on Barnes at BarnesandNoble.com. You know, you can't find any in physical stores, so. But um, you can you can purchase them at any of those outlets. So indeed, man. So along with that, before we close, and it, and the the ebook is a dollar ninety nine, so it's nothing. So yeah. the, the paperback's eight ninety nine. It so. is basically an, an encyclopedia for sports. I mean, it is. This is the guide. I mean, you like it's yeah. I mean, it's a technical. It it. it it walks you through all the pieces we've talked about and more, and then sort of applies it to, to a bunch of cases. And then, but, the, but it gives, it gives people the equipment to make decisions going forward. Cause I mean, sports will be invented um, and people will attempt to, people will attempt to gamify into sport at already existing activities. It should only be athletic. So it has, it's like a living document. This isn't like the last word on every activity. it's a guy it's a it's a it's a paradigm it's a it's a paradigm to apply there it is what is sport it's available now is that because are you still doing the fresh junket is that still up in adam so um so i did this this book actually grew out of that project the press junket where i was song blogging i haven't been doing that over the last few years all that material is still available so the fresh junket is sort of like my umbrella sort of project where kind of all all my self published and and self generated sort of activities exist and 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 that of other some other people too and the press junket is sort of part of that so um that's just where people can go to kind of see some of my public talks and some of my music and book writing and all that kind of stuff indeed uh, I, I think yeah. I recall seeing a TED talk too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've done two. I've actually done, I've sort of done two and a half TED talks. So I did a, I did a TED talk originally. I was invited to do one on song blogging and then I did one on criminal justice reform. <clears throat> and then I did a, I actually did a little mini TED talk uh, um, 
uh, I was invited to do basically just a pre-recorded video and I actually did that one on what is sport. So, um, so Indeed, man, as yeah. usual, man. And, and we had this conversation the other day. Uh, it's probably just going to be a continuing conversation on different topics that come up, different sports that may come up or athletics that someone wants to gamify. But I know we're going to do it again. Thank you for taking the time, bro. I'm, I'm always so blessed to be on here and I'm available as a resource. Um, I think I'm basically the world's leading expert on uh, the definition of sport because I'm the only, right, I'm the only person in this space. So if you guys need something resolved, um, I'm available to resolve it. Hit him up, man. He's on Instagram. He's on Twitter. I know for sure. Are you on Facebook as well? Make sure I am. I am on Facebook. Yeah. I'm, and I've been more active there over the last six months than I, I was previously, but I'm on all three. I'm, is Joe Brewer on Facebook at syntax underscore DS five and at uh, the fresh junket on Twitter. And then Instagram is uh, at Monsher Tariff. So, which is not very, not very easy handle to, Remember, not, we'll, we'll make sure we get them up on the outlet for man. I appreciate you taking the time again, Joe. Thanks, Harvey. All right, take it easy, man. Peace. Peace.